Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking but not saying. Welcome to Thinking Girl, the podcast. This is the Summer Vibes edition with Christy here with you. I hope you're doing well. I um, I feel weird doing the intro. I'm just, it's throwing me a bit. I'm not used to that. Maybe I should, um, maybe I should try to sound like Stacey because it's normally her bag. She's not normally the one that does it. All right. Um, hey, what she sound like? Welcome to Thinking Girl, the podcast. She's going to kill me for that. Um, I've just been trawling through the last year or so's worth of potties and I've got to say, fucking hell, we've had so much fun. I've got to say um, the last year um, doing this podcast with Stace and we got a bit emo talking about this the other day where we just go, this has just been one of the funnest, most successful, most fulfilling years um, that either of us can kind of remember. Um, and going back through these podcasts to tell you what, what a treat. Um, we do get pretty deep on this podcast if you do listen. If not, welcome. This will be a really good way to, to test the waters and see exactly what we've been up to and the and the kind of shit we've been uh, talking about the last year or so. We do get pretty deep, pretty heavy, pretty emotional, but the gem I'd like to bring to the table first is actually one that's none of those things. It was just a fucking good time. It was a good laugh. Um, at, at the end of it, all three of us are almost pissing our pants, just laughing, and that's what I love so much about doing this podcast. Uh, we were joined by Jojo, who is a CrossFit expert from Far North Queensland. She's a gem, and every time she pops past, we just have so much fun. Uh, we got talking about the fact that I've reintroduced condoms into my long-term relationship after not seeing them for a very long time. And and um, to say the very least, things got pretty out of control. Take a listen. I have not seen a condom in real life in the last five years. In real life. I oh, like on movies Where else? and stuff. Where, what I movies are you watching? <laughs> no, I just mean like it's really in movies they're kind it's kind of alluded that there's things there, but like you're gonna be watching some pretty hardcore flicks if you're seeing someone roll a condom no, on a penis. No, no, no. I just mean like JoJo's fucking loving that. I just mean like, you know, single friends talking about and they've you know, a lot of them do have condoms in their wallet that they do carry around oh, yeah. and which is another body topic all in itself. But yeah. I have never, you know, I've never had to you know, or you know, in the last five years, think about have you got one? Have I got one? Do we need to go and oh, buy it's the worst. them? It's you know, the worst bit about being single as well because you don't. You yeah. know, no one wants to have that conversation on a good day with their partner that they love and in a committed relationship with, let alone with someone that they're not really. But that's where I'm at. Like, and the the reason that. And it is weird because it seems like you're always taking that backward step. And I think that's why yeah. I feel strange about it because, you know, perhaps you do. And I'm not saying this is for everybody, but I know that myself and a lot of my girlfriends who are in long-term relationships go from, you know, using contraception and using uh, uh, using condoms. And then, you know, if you both go and get a check or you both feel comfortable mm-hmm. with each other and perhaps have a conversation, maybe even not, um, start having sex without condoms. Yeah. And I feel kind of weird to be like, oh, this is like being 
being 18 and at the start of our relationship again. I don't like that uh, apprehension towards condoms in relationships. I've often mm. found that a lot of that, and I'm not saying in your case, but a lot of the um, experiences I've found have been apprehension from the guy. No, it's been, it's me. It's no, I know me. that. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. went through exactly the same thing and I, it was with me. He was like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not bothered. It's and I me. went, oh, it's I don't understand. Yeah, no. Exactly. I well, I exactly found, I found there's yeah. been some guys that it's almost like, nah, I shouldn't have to do that now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, yeah, game on, it's this and <laughs> nah. it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's not your responsibility to take the pill, but almost like, oh, I don't want to wear it. Like, yeah, I don't want to shove something foreign down my mouth every day or stick a rod in my arm, but you know, yes. we do it. See, but I've never, yeah. ever had that, that issue and Zane is so awesome and he's yeah, the yeah. one that's going... Christy, we need to be bloody smart about this, you know, and I'm the one that's like, oh, yeah, you know, just we'll be right. Just, you know, make sure make sure you're not, you know, doing the pull-out method or whatever or, <laughs> you know, whatever you call it or whatever whatever way you're going about it. But um, I was speaking about on this, on this podcast actually, Jojo, a couple of maybe a month ago now um, about wanting to give my body a break and I haven't actually yeah. had a period in the last – Oh, over a year, year and a half. Mm. And I went to the doctor and, and just to see, is this normal? And yeah. they said, yeah, 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 it's fine. It's completely normal. And I've had mates that who have, like myself, been on the pill, whether it be in a relationship or, or single for the last few years and, and just said, I just feel like I needed a break. And mm. they feel yeah. so much better about it. Their sex drives higher. Their skin is yeah. better. They've dropped weight and they're just. It's so good for you and to the, take. And, yeah, and that's not why I'm doing it because I'm like, oh, no. I need to lose five pounds. But I'm just, <laughs> I just thought, uh, I'm, I don't know. I just want to feel what my sense of normal is, and I want to know yeah. how my body works without putting a hormone into it at the same time every day because I've forgotten what that is. But you get to that point and you've just made that decision. But I guess the reality now is the condom conversation, which is it is a bit, sh- it is a bit shit on the other side. I reckon. Well, you know, I did it for three months, like. After, you know, after finished breastfeeding and then, you know, the periods came back and then the decision was like, oh, well, the doctor said, well, go on the mini pill. And that made me feel like a mental person. Yeah. Actually, I just want a break for a while. And Mm. we did for three months with condoms. But then, of course, there's the times where it was like we ran out and then you go for the withdrawal method and then it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then we had a scare where we thought I was pregnant again when she was only oh, like four months old. Yeah. And we went, oh, what am I doing? Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And so then I went back on contraception again. But it was like, yeah, you just, I think it's different when you're in a long-term relationship because there were those times when we just went, oh, shit, we don't have any left. Oh, well, I don't want to go to the shop. Yeah. Oh, well, let's yeah. just leave it yeah. to chance this time. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's an odd it's an odd place to be. Condoms yeah. are they are like they're not that fun, you know. I wish no. there could be. I mean, are there ones out there that are funner? Like, there are more. No, yeah, there, are. there are. There's ribbed ones. I know. It is. Yeah, there are. I don't think I've ever tried yeah. a ribbed one. I've never tried them, I, but I know I don't that think they make are. a difference. I, I don't know. There's no, ones no. that you can get this vibrating thing on the bottom. I have, have seen that. I haven't yeah. tried that, but I like the super thin ones. You know, the late like the real thin. Oh, thin. Yeah, what yeah, like, do like I know? They're called naked. They're the ones we use. Naked. Yeah, and they they are. Apparently, feel like well. I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm feeling thinking about it consciously at the time. Like, does this condom no. feel different to the last one? But I think that there are some that are thinner than others. I mean, I've I've actually tried glow in the dark ones. 
Have you? Yes. yes do they work? Too. Yep. Do you need and to put flavored it on to, the smell? Do you need yeah, it? they smell. They don't I don't like flavour because no, I don't really like lollies, no. so then that's no. gross. Do you and need... who the hell's giving head jobs with condoms on? That's weird. Right. Yeah, well, some people would. Oh, some people put them on with their mouth. Safe, yeah, because it's like I've a sexy thing. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know how you do that. That's a skill. Remember You could try that, Christy. You'd be good at that. Yeah, but she likes giving blowjobs. So I reckon you could do that well. Do you if know why could. I reckon I'd be bad at that? Do you, don't you remember in school where you would get like an Ellen's Lolly snake and then people who could tie it in a knot with their tongue in their mouth <laughs> yeah. were really good? And I could never do that. I was always like the dud. <laughs> Maybe I would be good because I sucked back and forth on a toffee apple for some time. I would have it going on for ages. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> who eats toffee apple? It's such a random... Fact. You brought. The, it just made me think of I'm school so, with the apple, the snake thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to go and buy some on the way home, and this is the first Are time you? I would have done wow. it. Oh, game on, Chrissy's getting some tonight. Uh, Do you want me to? Te- oh. I'll text you. I'll text Play you. Uh, no, no, I'm all right. no, no, no. A photo Naked. of them, of my choice, of your condom choice. Put it yeah. up on the Facebook page, yeah, love. I will. Right. Um, but keep it because this episode will go in a few weeks. Yeah. Everyone, we don't want to, you know. Put it all away. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> We're recording this live at 9 o'clock in the morning. Live from Fox and get extra, extra large, whatever they're called. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But imagine if then they're a bit floppy. Like, oh, that would be so upsetting. <laughs> oh, can I just say quickly, I know I know Philip's gone off, but the thing also that I'm concerned with, I reckon I've got a sharp vagina. When, no, listen, listen. When we first started using, when we first started having What's sex. the actual Listen fuck? to this. Every single one we used broke. Well, that's what happened. That's where yeah. the people came along. Yeah, they Is broke that how? constantly. I've got a sharp vagina too then. Oh, my Slow God. Clap. What slap, is... Slap badge. I don't know no, what we'll that save is. save that for another day. <laughs> is, that, is that what... I don't know what it is. I don't know if you can test that. Maybe it's just because I'm so tight. You could... Well, I was just going to say I don't know how to weigh in here, and that's big for me. I've got opinions on everything, but I don't. I don't think I'm got a floppy vagina, but I definitely don't think mine is sharp. Do you know one time I went to the I went and got a pap smear, and you know the little Asian doctor said, "Ooh, you're very tight." I had and a I was, to say the same thing. Yes, oh my oh my God. God. I was so excited. I walked out of there, oh my God. and I called my mate. I go, "Hey, guess who's that?" You know, like, and I was quite proud of myself. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh, damn. I've never had anyone tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I better not be losing the goose down there. Shit, guys. Go get a pap smear. No, I'm going to go have sex and try and break a condom. That's what I'm going to do. You'll be, she'll be squeezing oh my God, those you know muscles. What? I'll go out and have a one-night stand, try and break a condom and fall pregnant oh just from this <laughs> You'll be like, any rips down there, any rips? No, it's all good shit. You'll be thinking I'm trying to knock myself up. Thinking like a sucker. No, I just want to find out if I've got a sharp vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is F. Hey, guys, it's Christy here with you from Thinking Girl, the podcast. Welcome to our Summer Vibes edition. Um, I hope you are feeling them summer vibes, um, whether you are just kicking it with family, um, still got a food baby you're brewing after Christmas. Um, I hope you're just relaxing and just really taking it in. This is This is my definite favourite time of year because you can just kind of chill and not worry about having to be a million places at once. 
um, living away from family and, and living away from friends and living away from either half Zane, it's kind of weird to sleep in the same bed for more than a couple of nights in a row. So I hope you are relishing in, in this rejuvenation time as much as I am. Um, taking a, a look back through my favourite gems from the podcast that we've done over the past year or so, I can't go past one of the gems um, that I shared when Rosie Waterland, who's um, one of the main writers for Mamma Mia Rogue on the Mamma Mia website, you'll know, remember the Rosie Reviews, bloody hilarious um, Bachelor reviews. Anyway, she joined us on the podcast a couple of months back. And I talked about this fear that I have that's now actually become a bit infamous with one of my mates, that I am so afraid to have daughters. And I don't really know where this comes from, whether I'm scared I'll fuck that up or maybe it's my own sometimes complicated relationship with my own mum that freaks me out. But by the end of this podcast, I had completely done a 360 degree flip from where I stood at the beginning of sharing this gem to the end of that 10, 15 minute chat was just fucking different. It's so funny. You think sometimes you got it all sorted out and then you have a chat and chew the fat about it and that's changed. So that's why I've shared that today. Young mate, you want to kick it off? Cause I am a bit intrigued about this um, adversity to chicks. Or little what, chicks, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> That's a pretty big statement. I meant little is. people. Yeah, it is little chicks. And little people and little chicks in particular. I, it's something that I've been talking to um, with a mate recently. I've, I've only had one friend who has um, become a mum. And she's she's recently had um, her first ever child. And I think um, little Rafi's probably about two or three months old now. Um, and although she's a little bit older than me, we were kind of talking about you know, having kids and how how you go through that stage at first when she first fell pregnant of not being sure, am I going to be able to do this? And we kind of had this discussion. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so not ready for that. And then we, we got talking about, okay, well, if, if you were to have kids, and then I just kind of out of the blue was like, oh, God, I'd hate to have girls. Girls would be so annoying because we got talking about what's easier to raise. Is it having a boy or having a girl with toilet training and growing up and whatever? And I was like, fuck that. Like, having girls, being a girl and growing up with a younger sister, I don't know what it is, but it just terrifies me. Like, scares the absolute pieces out of me. That's so sad. Why? I just think that we are the most intricate, yes, complex at times humans, but we have so much to do here. And I just think in order to bring more in and particularly what you're doing with your life and your career and all these amazing things you would have to offer, I think that that is the most powerful and exciting thing that I have yet to come for me. I really do. Yeah, I, that and, is so true. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just think for me and I think I actually have the opposite um, really? The opposite feeling where I feel very worried about the fact that I may not have the opportunity and I grieve that already and it hasn't even happened. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I'm not worried about having girls or not having girls, but I'm definitely terrified of having boys. Yeah. Why? Why? The boys are so simple. It's like, yes or no. But they're foreign. 
I think maybe yeah. because I grew up with three sisters and just my mom, and then my older sister just had daughters, and I've just been surrounded by girls, <laughs> and I honestly think I wouldn't know what the hell to do with a boy. Well, let I'm alone a pee-pee, like a penis, a little penis. I know. Like, what, how do you clean it? They call it a pee-pee. That's so weird. Well, it's when it's a baby. We speak about lots of topics on this <laughs> podcast, Christy. Yeah. We need to identify that one's a penis and one's a pee-pee. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well... I'm glad That's we've that up. We are following up with blowjobs, so can we just call the PP in this <laughs> All right. part? All right. <laughs> Regarding the PP, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have a clue what to do. I with often it. think, I mean, someone told me, my girlfriend told me that sometimes she has to get a cotton tip and just kind of clean it out down there. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Wow. Oh, no. That's big. Is it? Oh. I think they would know. I think that was Jess Eva when we were talking about Was it? Yeah, we had her. <laughs> yeah, She's a brekkie on the sunny coast, and she was saying that, you know, you've got to, you've got to maintain yeah. it for them because you're the mum. Yeah. <laughs> How's know. that? With girls, all you have to do is just say, wipe from front to back and off you go. But with boys, And that's like, even, well, that's still controversial. That's back to front, front to back. I do front yeah. to back. Is that wrong? You do... Front to back, man. Front... Otherwise, you wipe your poo to the front. <laughs> yeah, so true. I don't want to infest one hole with another. Yes. That's one of the main pieces of advice I remember from my mum. Yeah, are you doing? Have you been doing? Have you been doing back to front your whole life? No, mate. I was just throwing it in there just to oh, show right. that there's lots of decisions to make. I'm sorry <laughs> if I've confused okay, anyone. Well, it's not going to be the only thing that I argue with you guys about on this podcast. I tell you what, I though, with the girls thing, I don't know. I just feel like um, you might be a selling yourself short because I think you do have a lot to offer, and b. I think that it is something, yeah, whilst it might be a little bit more challenging, probably because we put more pressure on it, mm. I don't know if there's there would be a more rewarding job. Like honestly, like to be a mum to to chicks, I think that's in, I think oh, you know that just I makes me feel coming, I I think it might be coming from recent discussions with Zane, that's my my boyfriend Rosie, with Zane's mum. Now, she has, well, she has two sons, Zane and, and his brother. Yeah. And I think every time, you know, she talks about kids or, or, you know, what the boys were like when they're young, and it's not like, oh, it's not a, discuss, a discussion as to when I or, or Zane and I have kids. It's not like that. But it just, in passing, I don't know, and over the last few years, every time she talks about the kids or growing up, and she's a, she's a principal and dealing with kids and, and stuff a lot. And I think maybe I've gotten it in my head from what, I hear her say, which is that boys are so much easier. You know, it's, it's I don't know. And, and a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And and being at the school and and, and disciplining kids and and teaching kids and and Mm. toilet training. I, I don't know what it is, but... But maybe it's something that's kind of infiltrated into my brain now. That well, you know what they say? They say that boys just get into a punch-up and then they make up and girls just 
Oh, oh, that, okay. You're not doing a good job of making her not less scared, Rosie, Waterland. Seriously. My God, Father. We need, we need good quality women to raise good quality women. Yeah. Time. And you are I one know. of those, Christy. Step yeah, up man. to the challenge, I know, bitch. I know all of that, right. And then, and then for the past, like, six months, I've been saying, and I've thought about it in my head quite a little bit, but only in the, on the last six months and recently I've actually vocalised it and said it out loud. Like, Jesus, imagine if I had girls. Or, oh, if, I, if I have kids, I'd really like to have boys. I'd like to have two boys. And then it's just easy because I'm a girl and I know how complicated girls are, et cetera, et cetera. And, and my mate who has had, who's had a baby and he's now a mum, she teases me about it all the time now. She'll send me a text and be like, Hey, I was just shopping, uh, you know, and, and went through the baby section. Look at this little tutu. It's going to look so good. I can feel it in my waters that you're going to have girls. Oh, that's it, pressure much. It, hey, dudes, you're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast. This is a Summer Vibes edition. It's Christy with you. I'm kind of um trawling back through the year's worth of potties that we've done, and it's been such a joy, actually, to be able to do so. Um, one of um, the gems that I want to talk to you about next is definitely the most confronting, oh, God, the biggest thing I've shared on this podcast. And if you listen, you'll know that, yeah, there's there's not a lot that we don't talk about. And I've got to say that um, I hadn't even spoken about this particular issue with my best friends. Um, we were talking to Katie Loazel, who if you came along to our live shows at Melbourne Fringe Fest, you would have met her. She's a relationship and body language expert. And, and I got talking about um, eating disorders and my relationship with food. And it wasn't until Katie actually said, you know what? I've had I've had a bad relationship with food and, and eating disorders that I I for the very very first time decided to kind of open up about it. So here it is. I want to talk about um, a conversation I had with with my and I always call him my little brother and I or every time I I, I go back to Melbourne or, or see my brother I get this little bit of a shock where I'm like oh yeah that's who you are now because he's 17 he towers over me he's got a freaking mustache mm. like he's a he's yeah. a man you know mm-hmm. he's he's and it, and it still it freaks me out cuz you always picture people when you speak to them on the phone or when you talk about them and for me Katie I always picture my brother probably as his eight-year-old self because I am seven years older than him. Yeah, it's a um, pretty big difference, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. So they, are you still protective over yes. him? So he's still that yes. little, little That never goes. My brother and I yeah. aren't even that close. We're 15 months apart. Oh, wow. And I think we've struggled a lot, a lot of the way because he has – Never admitted it, or I think he has in uh, in some points, but he's actually really resented me for continuing to be that oh, kind you're of older. Yeah, and I don't mm. even realize because we weren't close. I never mm. thought I was being a bit stifling, but mm. I think I I what well, I me stifling on someone. <laughs> never. Yeah, I think I'm like that with my brother. Yeah. We have about the same eighteen months, and I even though he's nearly the same age and clearly at this age, it doesn't make a difference. No, but it doesn't. Mind, he's still much younger than I am, and I, and, and I will always feel, and I'm sure that I will always feel that. I'll be middle age and he'll be, you know, seven years young and I'll still feel like that. So every time I, I speak to him and I, and I make sure that I speak to him at least once a week mm. um, because, I don't know, I just I just want to be, I want to be there for him and we've, we've, we're quite close and I always was fearful that he might get to an age where he's 15, 16 and he's, I don't know, 
you know, got got mates and he's got his own life and stuff. Which he and can. Yeah, he's a teenager. Which is, no, 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 I just mean where he might want to shut me out. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he hasn't. Yeah. And, and I think that's awesome and I'm really appreciative of that. But anyway, when I was on the phone to him this week, I said, oh, what's going on? What have you been up to? He said, oh, I just went to the gym and then I ran, ran to the gym and then I ran home from the gym. And I was like, shit, that's a, wow. that's a, big, that's a big workout, Paul. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I need to lose weight. And I was like, wee. Hang on, what do you mean you need to lose? Describe him. What, what does he do look you like? Like, what does he look like? He's 6'3". He wow, is thin. He's 6'3". Ath- he's athletic. If you're 6'3", almost- you need to lose weight, you're in trouble. He is al- he's wow, almost as yeah. tall as Zane, as my boyfriend, who you've met. He's he's tall and he, he's, I don't know, he's 17. He's, he's an active kid. I'll show you a photo of him anyway. He, in, in no way. <laughs> we'll check it on the Facebook. In no <laughs> way, shape or form. Does he need to lose weight? And as soon as he said that, warning bells rung in my head and I said, hang on, what do you mean, mate? What do you mean you need to lose? You don't need to lose weight. He said, Mm. yeah, I do. And I'm not the only one who's noticed. Even mum and dad said to me. Whoa. Yeah. How about about this? Even mum and dad said to me that round round my tummy, it's getting, you know, getting a bit, you know, jellyish. And I was like, what the fuck? That, but you that said before means... that your parents have a bit of a Euro gossipy side. And, no, do you know what I mean? Like me, I got let that. Me, let me give you a background, Katie. My mm. parents tell it like it freaking is yeah, to the yeah. to the point where it is it is damaging, and they they don't realise it. I know their heart's in the right place, yeah. but just just to give you an example, this is my experience when I was probably 15, 16, do you think the whole world is looking at you? Going mm. through puberty, there's changes in your body. My dad said to me, your ass is getting fat. And <gasps> right. I remember that moment like anything because every time I went to gym or went for a walk mm, or went for a run as a teenager, I thought of his comments. That's actually, yeah, that is actually huge, fucked up. It has up. a huge impact on you, doesn't it? My dad was the same European background, would say, you're chubby, yeah. never you're thin. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I developed an eating disorder when I was 19 and for nine years and I always saw myself as being fat when I was really, really skinny mm. at wow. times, you know. And and it, it's still, I mean, I have to be honest, even now, years and years later, I still sometimes struggle to look at myself and think, no, okay, actually, I'm okay. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm with you with that. And it's and it's something that I spoke to mum afterwards about. I, I, and I stayed on the phone for ages with Paul and I've been texting him this week, you know, saying, how are you? And Did you share with him thing. what they had I said did, to you? but not to the extent that I should have. And, and I've never actually opened up about this. The only person in my life that knows about this is my, my boyfriend, Zane, that I, I, I too, when I was about 18, 19, had an eating disorder. I was bulimic for about a year and yeah. every everything that I ate, pretty much I vomited up. Yeah. I would binge eat. So I would mm. come home from uni, I would go to the cupboard, anything that I could get my hands on that was sugary or fatty yeah. because I'd been denying myself for that long, I would gorge mm. And yeah. then I would, and then I would go and vomit it up, and yeah. that's that's something that not even my best mate knows. Mm. And and I was about to tell Paul, my brother, on the phone the other day, and I, something stopped yeah. me. And now, there's, now there's that shame and stigma. There is. Well, I think there's also that, yes. but there's also knowing as a big sister the wisdom to know that yeah. your issues is, aren't his yeah. either. You know, I'm not saying that is, there isn't an alarm here and there's definitely mm. a bloody uh, similarity with potentially mm. where it could have stemmed from and I don't, 
your parents sound like amazing people. They don't sometimes know what they're doing. Mm. But I think it may also not always mean that he will have the same path. And no, that's, and I bloody yeah, hope that he does. Yeah, but yeah. that's probably why you also felt like you needed to not pull back but not jump on him to the point where it's like, I this happened to me, this is definitely what's going to happen to you. But it, you've done the right thing by keeping in touch with him yeah. and keeping a really close eye on it, I guess. It's a Summer Vibes edition of Thinker Girl, the podcast. It's one half of the Thinker Girls anyway with you here. It's Christy and I'm wondering what you are up to right now. Are you sitting by the pool or maybe down the coast? Um, Are you overseas tanning on a holiday? What about if you're naked tanning? Talk about intimate. Um, I want to share this particular gem um, on this podcast. It was quite a recent one, actually. We were joined by um, journalist Tracy Anderson to um, have a chat about finding your calling. I guess this was something pretty close to my heart in the sense that I count myself pretty bloody lucky. I found a job and a career path and a calling, and I know what I want to do, and I absolutely love it. But I guess that's not the same for everybody. Uh, And I'm not just talking about career. I'm talking about what your purpose in life is if you've got zero idea how the hell do you find out i don't know whether this is a a bit of a quarter life crisis that there's um a few of my gal pals at this i don't know whether it's an age thing Mm -hmm. or whether it's okay out of uni being in a like a solid professional proper adult job for Mm. a couple of years Mm. now and it's that time where you go you start thinking about um career wise climbing the ladder asking for pay rises it's all getting you know more serious and more full-on um and granted there's there's that's not to say that all my friends like that. There's been some friends that have studied really hard at uni, worked their asses off, gone into a job for six months, gone, I fucking hate this, and gone back to uni. Mm. And I've got mates that are, do, mm. that are like that and fucking good on them. Mm. Like you have to work in a field for a very long time so you better, you know what I mean, not be hating life six and months in. I think this generation and life in 2014 for everybody is that you may have several careers. You, you know? may That's have several careers. Yeah, and, and also the fact that um, I think sometimes all of this choice, you know what I mean? It was yep. before, mm. like, okay, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a nurse, or you're going to be a stay-at-home mum. Oh, the possibilities. Yep. But now, you know what I mean? Like, we've come so How would have I fit far. into that world? <laughs> you wouldn't. In, in, such, in such a really short time that I remember sitting there in year 12 and I liked music, I was a singer, but I was like, how does that actually translate to make me making money yeah. and, and life? Mm. And I remember sitting there with my careers advisor, like, you know, oh, how you have your careers counsellors. Douchebags. Douchebags. And all they do is, like, give you references in the magazine and that's all they in do for me. In that big, fat VTAC the book. stupid VTAC yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, And then I went out and did a, and I don't regret it for a second because it was something that I just crossed off my list, that I did a music course and at the end of it, it's like, <laughs> hey, what have I got here? Like, I can either be a composer or I can be a music teacher. I don't want to do either of those things. I essentially do not need a course to know how to be a good singer because mm-hmm. I already know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really at a loss and I was really lost at this point in my life where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, mm. what do I even like doing? Mm. And you have these real questions of yourself and the hardest questions in life ever to answer are those ones where you uh, you speak to your parents, you speak to your friends, you speak to your your partner and you say, you, uh, you want them to give you the answer. Mm. And it's when you get that answer back and they go, only you can answer that. It's they're so hard mm. because you know deep down you're the only one that can answer that. And I've had a few mates go through this only in the last couple of months that just are questioning the careers that they've worked, you know, you know, seven, eight years out of uni or out of school towards and they just go, 
is this what I want to do? Okay, no, I don't think it is. And that's fine. But the hardest question is, okay, what do I actually want to do? And you're so spot on because I do believe that there is more and more happening, particularly with our industry because we're creative. So we would read about this more often. But there are a lot of people coming out and saying, you know, find out what you love and do it. And that's great. And I'm a massive ambassador and a big advocate for that. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't figure out what I loved or had the guts to figure out what I loved until I was 27. But Stacey and Christy, most people don't. And this is the thing. They call call young people who know what they want to do from the get-go gifted. Like, you're blessed. But here's the thing. I'm going to get a bit Yoda on you. And when you're looking for your calling, first of all, you might not have just one. You might have many. And also, people are looking for their calling in their work, but it mm. might not be that is so their true. work that's so their true. calling. Mm. You know, it's also about, you know, what you feel your purpose is. Yeah. And you, your purpose is something that you find meaningful. So, so true. Because we just kind of create meaning, we just decide something has meaning or we connect to it emotionally, you can find meaning in whatever you do. Doesn't mean it's your calling mm-hmm. professionally. Your calling could but, be to be a mum or a good friend, or you know, you know, you could be doing charity work on the side, and that's just your role in life. But you know, as a, as a professional, you're an accountant, and even then, that can have meaning depending on how you paint it. Because I don't want to be an accountant. I don't know how to to work my money. I need somebody else to, and they're really providing me with something that changes my life if they can do it for me. So they really are adding a lot of value to the world. So it's if you connect to the value that you're bringing, that's all that matters. I just think that it's a big responsibility for schools at the beginning, though. Yeah. So oh, we're, yeah. we're straight away put into what job, like, let's tick box. We need to make sure that these kids get jobs. So what yeah. job do you want? And that's the first thing you're told. Yeah. What yeah. job do you want? Not what are you passionate about? What what mark do you want to make on the world? What would you like to do with your life? What are a few exactly. things you'd like but to do by the time the you're 30? you be asking. What value do you want to add to the world? Because people, when you, you know, it's all about making money, jobs, and you want to buy something that you find value in. So if you're good Mm. at it and you love Mm. it and you Mm. feel you're giving value, you will offer that and I want to buy it. Mm. It's funny because there is such a disconnect between um, my dad's generation and me, and that's obviously him personally. We don't see eye to eye. As much as I get along with my dad probably better than my mum, there's a lot of things that we don't see eye to eye Mm -hmm. with. And when I was kind of going through this stage where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, mum and dad have always been very, like, instilled in us from the, a very, very early on um, being a hard worker. I'm a hard worker, Stace, you are, and I've always mm. been surrounded by those people. I was mm. never given things on a silver platter. Like, mm. I lied about my age when I was fucking 13 mm. Mm. to be illegal to work in a chicken shop mm. because I just wanted money. Mm. I wanted to have my own things and buy my own car and be able to spend, you know, my own stuff. And that was something that dad you know, always really struggled with because it was just so different in the time when he was my age to now where he's like, a job's a job, you know, it doesn't need to be something that you love. And I feel sometimes, although I love all of the choice and the opportunity and the endless possibility that we are given, with that I think there also comes this great pressure, especially that I felt in school personally anyway, to be like, shit, 
I've got to find something that I love. And I think you you hit the nail on the head there, Trace. Not everybody finds something career-wise or job-wise yeah, that they love. It's the Summer Vibes edition of Thinking Girl, the podcast. It's Christy here. I have just been sharing my fave gems with you from podcasts from over a year now. And um, sometimes it's not until you take a step back and have a little bit of a breather and you go, whoa. We just had the most amazing year and spoken to so many interesting, intelligent, challenging, sensational women on this podcast. Um, but I guess no more sensational than my old mate. I don't know that I've ever called her my old mate. My partner in crime, Miss Stacey June. I hope you're listening to this, Dals, while you're on your holiday in, in Bali. Much deserved break. God, um, how do I even put into words what the last um, 12 or so months has been like for us? It's been it's been a whirlwind working with somebody so closely and loving every moment of it. Um, we have loved having you guys listen each and every week and we hope that you continue to join us. Um, we've got some more podcasts uh, coming up to cap off the end of the year. I think we've got one or two left and then we are back into it, baby, for 2015, bigger and better than ever. So thanks for sticking with us jump on the facebook for all of the deets uh, of all of our other stuff coming up next year is going to be as i said brighter than the last one which um yeah we've got a bit of work to do to make that even bigger so thanks so much again for all of your support and we'll chat soon see ya were you eavesdropping on this conversation follow the thinker girls at facebook.com forward slash thinker girls or thinker girl tv on twitter 